Fred Bracciani, TSC, your home for sports, gaming news updates, reviews, and everything in between. Major breaking news via the Washington Post. The Washington NFL team, formerly known as the Racial Slur Redskins, they have been in the news a lot, mainly because they are planning on changing the name. Finally, after decades upon decades, they decide, you know what? The name's kind of racist. We should probably change it. We should probably change the logo. What a novel concept, of course. What they're not saying is it's that the sponsors and owners, the minority owners, threatened to pull out, which is why they decided to ultimately change the name. Now, at the moment, we do not know what the name is, what the new logo is, whatever, but Daniel Snyder, the current owner of the Washington NFL team, has bigger problems going on because according to the Washington Post, there are multiple sexual harassment and verbal abuse allegations from more than a dozen women. Women who either covered the Washington team or who worked directly for the Washington team. And it is ridiculous. Now, I should note, I should note that while Daniel Snyder in this particular report is not directly implicated, when you're a scumbag, Napoleon complex bitch loser like him, who claims to be hands-on with everything, who's hands-on with the coaching search, who's hands-on with the personnel, who's hands-on with who you draft and who you don't draft. I find it extremely, extremely hard to believe that this loser did not understand that the environment that he owned essentially fostered a hostile, well, work environment, which I believe it did, and I definitely believe that he knew about it. So let's get to some of the allegations here. Now, this is a, a lot to take in. I will be linking the actual article uh, in the comments section as well. But this is from the Washington Post, uh, Will Hobson. A few months after Emily Applegate started working for Washington in 2014, she settled into a daily routine. She would meet a female coworker in the bathroom during their lunch breaks, she said, to commiserate and cry about the frequent sexual harassment and verbal abuse they endured. They cried about the former chief operating officer officer's expletive-laced tirades, when she recalled him saying she's effing stupid and then requesting her to wear a tight dress for a meeting with clients. So, quote, the men have something to look at. They cried about the wealthy suite holder who grabbed her friend's backside during a game, Applegate said, and the indifference the team's top sales executive displayed when she complained. But most of all, Applegate said, they cried about the realization their dream of working in the NFL came with what they characterized as relentless sexual harassment and verbal abuse that was ignored and in some cases condoned by top team executives. Now, that is a lot. Now, you might be saying, well, that's one person. Applegate is one of 15, actually more than a dozen, 15 former female Redskins employees who told the Post they were sexually harassed during their time at the club. The other 14 women spoke on the condition of anonymity, citing fear of litigations because some had to sign NDAs with the team. The team declined a request from the Post to release former employees from these agreements so they could speak on record without fear of legal reprisal. This story involved interviews with more than 40 current and former employees and a review of text messages and internal company documents. Daniel Snyder declined several requests for interviews. As the Post presented detailed allegations and findings to the club, three team employees accused of improper behavior abruptly departed, including Larry Michael, the club's longtime radio voice, and Alex Santos, the team's director of personnel, who 
is documented in this article of not only harassing female employees, but trying to proposition female journalists. Scumbag. In a statement, the team said it hired D.C. attorney Beth Wilkinson and her firm Wilkinson Walsh to, quote, conduct a thorough independent review. Yes, an independent review that they're paying for of this entire matter and help the team set new employee standards in the future. As far as some of the main allegations, the allegations raised by Applegate and others running from 06 to 2019, which spanned most of Snyder's tenure, fall to two categories, unwelcome overtures or comments of sexual nature, to exhortations to wear revealing clothing and flirt with clients to close sales deals. Among the men accused of harassment and verbal abuse are three former members of Snyder's inner circle and two longtime members of the personnel department. Michael, the senior vice president of content and the voice of the skins, seven former employees said Michael routinely discussed the physical appearance of female colleagues in sexual and disparaging overtones. In 2018, Michael was caught on a hot mic, as in a live mic, speaking about the attractiveness of a college-aged intern, according to six former employees who heard the recording. Michael declined an interview request and retired Wednesday. Santos, the club's director of pro personnel, was accused by six former employees and two reporters who covered the team of making inappropriate remarks about their bodies and asking them if they were remotely, romantically excuse me, interested in him. And judging by this picture, I don't know if anybody would be remotely interested in him because he looks like a freaking creep. In 2019, Santos was the subject of an internal investigation after Rhiannon Walker, a reporter for The Athletic, a reporter, by the way, Informed club management, Santos had pinched her, told her she had, quote, an ass like a wagon, and reportedly asked her to date him. Walker said it in an interview with The Post. Nora Princiati, I hope I pronounced that correctly, a reporter for The Ringer, who formerly covered the team, also said in an interview that she was harassed by Santos. Santos was fired this past week, and he declined to comment. This past week. This happened in 2019. He was only fired this past week. Now, before I dive into some of the other stuff here, that's a lot. So I'm gonna again, I'm gonna link the article so you guys can all read it for yourselves. You know, I, I've been covering NFL for quite a while now. I, I got to cover my first combine before the apocalypse hit, and you, you quickly realize when you talk to different people, beat writers, people associated with teams, everything else, like, and it's the same thing with other sports I've covered, like MMA. Everybody tends to end up knowing everybody. The circle becomes smaller the deeper you get into it when it comes to an industry, right? Advertising, same thing. Media industry, same thing. And I find it really hard to believe as I read through this whole article and this damning report about the the skins, I find it really hard to believe that the NFL knew nothing about any of this. Now, yes, ultimately, the responsibility falls on the douchebag that's running the team that claims he's the judge, jury, and executioner, Daniel Napoleon Dynamite Snyder, all right? But, but, Roger Goodell also oversees all of these teams. All of these teams. And you mean to tell me that the, the NFL, like corporate NFL on Park Avenue, never had any complaints fielded to them by the Athletic, by the Ringer, by any other media outlets or, or employees of the Skins that said, hey, you know, they're acting a little inappropriate here. I find that extremely hard to believe. So as I'm going to go through the rest of this report, keep that in the back of your heads, okay? Keep in mind that this has been going on from 06 to 2019. This is just what we know about right now. And as we've seen with pro wrestling speaking out movement, as we've seen with the Me Too movement, hell, as we've seen with the gaming industry recently as well. When people start to speak out 
It inspires other victims, other survivors to come out as well and say their piece. So I don't think this is the end of Daniel Snyder's troubles. And just because he's not directly implicated does not mean that, one, he's not responsible. He is. And two, it doesn't mean that he ain't guilty of some ish directly as well, which we may just not, just not know about. So, the other persons that were accused. Richard Mann II, assistant director of pro personnel, who in one text message obtained by the Post, told a female employee he and his colleagues debated whether her breasts had been surgically enhanced, and in another text message, told another female employee to expect a, quote, inappropriate hug. And don't worry, there will be a stapler in my pocket, nothing else, end quote. Mann, who was also fired last week, declined to comment. Last week, Dennis Green, former business, former president of business operations, implored f- female staff to wear low-cut blouses for sales, tight skirts, and flirt with wealthy sweet holders, according to five former employees, including Applegate. Green's 17-year career with the club ended in 2018 amid a scandal over the revelation that he had sold access to the Redskins cheerleaders, including attendance at a bikini photo shoot in Costa Rica as part of premium suite packages. Green declined to comment. Mitch Gershman, former chief operating officer who Applegate said routinely berated her for trivial problems such as printer malfunctions while also complimenting her body. Two other former female employees supported Applegate's account of her sexual harassment and verbal abuse by Gershman, who left the team in 2015. She says it was the most miserable experience of my life, and we all tolerated it because we knew if we complained, and they reminded us of this, there were 1,000 people out there who would take our job in a heartbeat. No woman accused Snyder or longtime team president Bruce Allen of inappropriate behavior with women, but they expressed skepticism that men were unaware of the behavior they allege. Quote, I would assume Bruce knew because he sat 30 feet away from me and he saw me sobbing on my desk several times every week, Applegate said. Allen, who was fired at the end of last year, last year, did not reply to interview requests. Here's another quote. Quote, I have never been in a more hostile, manipulative, passive-aggressive environment, and I worked in politics, said Julia Payne, the former assistant press secretary in the Clinton administration who who briefly served as VP of communications for the team in 2003. Payne did not witness or endure sexual harassment, she said, but she supported what many other former employees said about the culture under Snyder. Toxic, mood-driven environment, and the owner behaving like he does. How could anyone think these women would go to HR? Well, funny you should ask, because in the in this report, it notes that at least as of 2019, for over 220 employees, the Skins had one HR representative. I repeat, one HR representative. One. One. Now, I know about you, but I, I, I work at a pretty big company. Uh, I've worked at uh, other corporations before. Uh, usually you have more than one HR rep. Something tells me that's deliberate. So there's that. And uh, again, if you want to go more in depth, uh, I'm going to be linking the article on my website, fredrichani.com. I'll be posting it in the comments. There's also, there were also some allegations that I read like on Twitter that were totally unsubstantiated with uh, regarding Eric Schaefer, who was the uh, club's general counsel and senior vice president who left earlier this year. Uh, From what this article says, based on Applegate's account, 
It, it sounds like Eric Schaefer was on her side and appalled by the verbal abuse, but it does confuse some people here that Schaefer didn't file a complaint of his own and was there the whole time. So uh, I don't know if I haven't seen anything where he's, again, directly implicated on record or anything like that. But, you know, obviously it seems like based on this uh, report, he was aware of it. So what does that mean? Well, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, he is reporting that minority shareholders of Washington's NFL team have hired the investment bank Mogan Company to vet buyers and sell stake in their team per a league source. Jerry Richardson, the former owner of the Carolina Panthers, he was forced to sell. So given all these allegations here and the times we're living in, I think Daniel Snyder will definitely have to sell. But like Jerry Richardson, I I don't think it should really stop at just selling the team because guess what? They're still going to get billions of dollars in return for a very valuable franchise. These guys got to get their asses sued off. If there's any criminal investigation that can be opened up, they got to open it. I don't know if you could really do a criminal investigation, but at the very least, all these victims should come together. I have a class action lawsuit if they haven't already settled or in some type of way. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, look, there's no place for this in any workplace. And again, it really makes me wonder how much did the NFL know about this? Because this has been going on for over a decade, according to this report, since 2006. This is pretty crazy. So it's very damning of the NFL. It's very hypocritical of the NFL, right? And, and, and in some ways, it's kind of on brand for the NFL because they they always claim they care about women. We're, we're pink in October and oh, this and that and the other thing. Yet most NFL teams will line up you know, right away like that to sign a domestic abuser if they can play. To sign, We'll line up like that to sign up a, an alleged rapist if they can play. We'll give a twice-accused rapist a contract extension. They won't care. If they can play, they can play. Who cares? Now, if you peacefully protest you have a chance of getting blacklisted for three years. But if you beat women, if you're an alleged rapist, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll give you a chance. And look, I'm not going to condemn every NFL team here and say that every NFL team has this kind of crazy, god-awful work environment. But it really does make you think that if this went on for that long with the skins, what goes on in other NFL teams? And it really makes you wonder whether or not the NFL really did know all this time. Maybe not to the extent that, that this post story reveals, but that they knew. And this isn't one of those things where it should start and end with Snyder being banned from the NFL and selling the team. It should not start there and end there. It should it should end or, or continue, progress with the NFL saying, okay, you know what? We're going to bring in an independent body. I know, LOL, independent when they're paying them. But independent body to audit Every single one of these teams in regards to race, in regards to relations with, with female employees, and they just need they need to do an audit. They need to have tra- sensitivity training. Whatever the case may be, do something. Simply just saying, okay, bye, Dan Snyder. Don't let the door hit in the ass. Here, here's your billion dollars. Go away forever. That, to me, is definitely not enough. And if you actually care about women, okay, and I'm not talking about caring about women when it's convenient, but really caring about women and just victims in general uh, of sexual abuse, of verbal abuse, then you bitches better step up. You better do something. You better take some real action. But what can I say other than I'm appalled? Am I really surprised that a loser like Dan Snyder would allegedly foster this type of work environment? No, but am I I disgusted and disappointed? Yes, I am. So uh, Dan Snyder... You and your stupid-ass organization could go to hell. Uh, Ron Rivera, good luck. Uh, no doubt. Da- Look, 
from a pure football standpoint, the new owner can't be that bad, right? 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 And, and by the way, if 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 the NFL is actually serious about diversity and inclusion and all the stuff that they claim to be, okay? Sell this damn team to a black owner. Do it. But they got to do something. And this is a great opportunity to start with a clean slate, sell to a black owner or an owner of color, somebody that's not just the, the usual good old boys club. And uh, yeah, you know, obviously change the name, which they, they're already planning on doing. Maybe make it the Red Tails. And uh, yeah, just do a mass audit and a mass cleanup. And yes, that requires some introspection from Commissioner Goodell as well, who, who knows? I mean, I'm not saying he enabled stuff like this, but it's safe to say he probably could have turned a blind eye given how much money he's making and given the fact that owners employ him. But, you know, in positions like this, you got to do things that are inconvenient. You got to do things that are hard. And if you really care about the, the, the sanctity of the game and the sh- protecting the shield and all this other stuff, you don't do it with cover-ups and harassment. You do it with actual progress. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to hold my breath here, but... Anyway, go to Hell Dan Snyder. If you enjoyed this update, please like, share, take care. If you got some value out of this video, please feel free to subscribe and enable notifications for more updates like this. I review all kinds of sports games like Madden and NBA 2K. I also cover NFL in depth. I do interviews with all kinds of different athletes. When there's not a pandemic apocalypse going around, I'm normally covering the combine and other events like that. So please stay tuned. Please stay safe. Please be nice to each other. Don't be a dick. And until next time, everybody. As always, enjoy the games, except for you, Dan Snyder, and your scumbag cronies.